the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and the Unite, i.e. Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups in the Indian Empire, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. And if, if that doesn't say white supremacy and domestic extremist, you know, I don't know what does. And that's, that's of course, said only um, halfway tongue-in-cheek in, in today's America. I'm very pleased this week to be joined again by Jim Riley, who is the owner of Riley's Farms, uh, which, separate apart from anything political, is just a great place to go. they got great food up there, lots of events. In the fall, they've got these dinners like all year round, but particularly in the fall. They have these dinner events with food and entertainment, and um, uh, we go to those things, and they're, they're really, really good stuff. Um, you can go pick apples. Um, I'm probably leaving some stuff out. So before we jump into our politics, you get a free commercial here, Jim. What else? Oh, great. great. Um, yeah, we're a, a, about a 760-acre apple farm, uh, pear farm. We raise uh, apples, pears, pumpkins, uh, raspberries, mulberries, blackberries, um, flowers, and uh, it's you pick. It's all of our crops are sold uh, right off the tree or the vine, so you can come up. And uh, you can pick uh, your fill, and uh, right now it's a good time to pick because we have almost all the crops are available, apples, pears, uh, berries, and um, and then we have a bakery grill, a good wine, beer, and cider, and great apple pie, and we have some great events coming up. Uh, the signature event we've been doing it for more than 30 years up here is um, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and that's a dramatic uh, vignettes from Washington uh, Irving's uh, famous story. And um, and we have the ride of the Headless Horseman. All the Friday and Saturday nights are sold out, but um, uh, we have Wednesday and Thursday night performances uh, with some seats available. And uh, we also, for those of you who might be hearing outside of the Inland Empire, um, we're partnering with uh, La Quinta in Ukaipa, the new hotel there. You can get 20% off your rooms if you book in through our site. So uh, spend a few days with us up here in Oakland. Yeah, we have a lot going on. We're very grateful for we had a, almost a record-breaking uh, Labor Day weekend open, so we're very appreciative of the guests who like to get away from the crazy down below. So. And it's, and it's, you, you do historical reenactments. You have a like a colonial era. Of uh, seventeen late seventeen hundreds village, you have your employees are in, are in costume from that time. I think you actually have some historical reenactments of of uh, from the Revolutionary War. Yeah, our our primary revenue is uh, field trips for school kids, and so we do a Revolutionary War program, a Civil War program, a Gold Rush program. And, uh, you don't have to be part of a school to, to do that. You can sign up as an individual or as a family. Uh, but we're seeing, uh, a lot more, um, homeschool groups, charter schools, church schools. Uh, there's just been an explosion in alternative education. We're seeing it firsthand. Wonderful. And you can sign up for all of these great events and learn more at Riley'sFarm.com. And they're up in Yukaipa, up and in, up and in, up into the foothills of the mountains there. A great place and heartily recommended again, totally aside from, um, the political things that we're now going to discuss because Jim does not live just by business alone and running, running his farm. He is actually, a, he exemplifies the patriots of the revolutionary war era in, uh, getting involved in managing his country and his government. Yeah, I, I, suppose, I suppose if I uh, had high DEI or ESG scores, 
Uh, I wouldn't be so controversial, but I, I, you know, any business that uh, signs on to the agenda du jour, the progressive agenda, there's never a problem. But uh, if you express your opinions as a conservative, um, uh, it's immediately cancel culture campaigns start. Yes, and you have a lawsuit pending uh, about that, and we'll, get, we'll discuss that later in the show. Where, um, where we're going to start is an article that just focused from August 28th by Victor Davis Hansen. And you see what's going on in the country. The cities are crumbling and, uh, uh, I'll just, I'll just read what he, what he, how he starts off. Some truths are so staggering in their ramifications that Americans simply shrug and tune them out as if strangers in a strange land. Is their current bewilderment because modernist America is unrecognizable. A non-existent border, downtown homelessness juxtaposed to hipster professional elites, DEI, racial essentialism, cities reverting to pre-civilizational wastelands, millions exiting blue states to red, an FBI and and DOJ gone rogue. They're not rogue. They've gone way amiss, but they're not rogue. That's that's my commentary there. the normalization of violent theft and assault, biologically born men sandbagging women's sports and their locker room privacy. We're reaching the point where the once unbelievable has become the banal as a single generation has done its best to undo the work of a prior 12 generations. And you see what, and I think that he's on to something there is that you see what's happening in the country and people are just like, what do I do? They're, they're almost in a state of, um, uh, figurative shell shock at what's happening around them and they don't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, it, it's, uh, um, it's bewildering to look at something, say, like the Riley Gaines story, where, you know, all she wants to do is be able to compete against other women, as has been the assumption in athletics for centuries. <laughs> and um, and she's considered homophobic, uh, transphobic, and um, hateful uh, for, for merely asserting that she doesn't want to dress in a locker room next to a biological male who's pretending to be Woman, and, and when you have people like Keith Olbermann using the most vile language to discuss this wholesome, beautiful woman who is uh, speaking the truth of, of what should be an obvious truth, um, I, 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 th- I think you, you're looking at the country right now, and you're almost seeing one half wanting to kill or jail the other half. Uh, and I don't, I don't know how long we can go on with that much contempt for each other's worldviews. No. And uh, when Rally Gaines went to speak at a university in San Francisco, the mob uh, chased her down. Either I could, one of them punched her. She was forced to hide in a and lock herself into a room there for several hours. Nothing was done by the police to come rescue her. Nothing, none of the uh, mob were assault were arrested. And uh, that's. The state of things in America today, you have this unequal system of justice, depending on which, on which side that you're on. And you have these people, I just mentioned, that mob, if, if, they, if they could, they would have killed her. They had the same mentality of Mao's red guards. But they're still a little bit constrained by the law, and they may not be able to get away with killing her. They can just get away with punching her. Yeah, you know, I, I, I can offer up a little bit of encouragement here on the farm and what I've seen in the school board meetings and, and maybe in Jack Hibbs church is that I really truly believe that these are small and violent minorities that we're talking about. The, the sort of person who can actually watch MSNBC or CNN and really fret over climate change or, or really be profoundly worried about, uh, uh, gender, um, confused children who are, uh, supposedly going to commit suicide. That, that, that concern is so small. I mean, and so minute that I, I'd like to encourage conservatives and traditionalists to say, look, we really do have 
the all the cards in terms of the logic and the reason, but also the numbers. I mean, um, well, I put out a, a, a billboard contest for my uh, farm here, and and I was toying with some uh, different five different um, tags. One of them was food, fun, history, sort of generic. Uh, another one was escape the crazy. Another uh, one was welcome home, sort of warm and, you know, uh, non-controversial. The fourth was uh, 760 acres of normal. And the fifth was please no communist. <laughs> and, and the, you know, what came in, uh, um, first was food fun history. You know, people played it safe, but second was, uh, please no communists. <laughs> oh. Uh, let me propose a, a, an additional choice: seven hundred and sixty acres of America. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I, what I'm what I'm finding with my customers, and I'm getting secret emails from public school teachers now explaining some of the craziness that's going on inside the institutions. But there is a, enormous sympathy for the voices that are speaking out um, against this nonsense. Uh, if I saw the other day a worksheet for, I think it was San Diego schools. It was a one-page worksheet for each child's um, gender association, their pronouns, who could be told about their pronouns, who could be told about their bathroom choices. And uh, it, it's it's hard enough to get them ready for algebra and geometry, you know. But now you have to um, ponder uh, the, the many different dimensions of their Theoretical sexual confusion, yeah. and, and the idea that that many children are actually that sexually confused is is stunning. Well, the 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 polling data there's polling data to the effect that tr- roughly twenty percent of the of the current you know twenty somethings are identifying on the LGBTQ plus plus spectrum. <laughs> and and, and yeah, I, I mean, I think part of that, I mean, part of that, I think is it's just trendiness. Is you want you want to be you want to go on with the crowd. Part of it is, is you've been indoctrinated. It's you know it's a. When I was growing up, I never knew that uh, choosing my gender was a choice. It was never anything that I pondered. <laughs> Gee, what would I like to be? It was never a choice. Yeah, it's, it's nonsensical. I mean, and, and, and most of um, our traditions can't operate. You can't have a dance. You can't uh, have an athletic competition. Um, you you can't. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, shop for clothing without some basic assumptions about gender. And and uh, so I, I think that you know, I had a, a couple of ex-Soviets come up to the farm. We, for some reason, we attract a lot of people who uh, escaped communist countries. And they said something I thought was profound. They said, if they can get you to agree to the ridiculous, they will make you do the unthinkable. And um, I, I think it really follows is that if if they succeed in making people think the world doesn't make any sense whatsoever, you're capable of doing anything they ask you to do. And as we're seeing with the FBI now, um, I, I think this is coming true. These agents don't have any conscience anymore. They're they're operating out of uh, political um, vindictiveness, and it's not about justice. I mean, I, the, the sort of person who can sit and watch what they're trying to indict President Trump for and take those stories seriously, there, there's some sort of brain damage out there. Well, yeah, then that's an interesting point. You, you seem, I'm, I want to come back to what you said just a little while earlier, but I see that we're a little past time for our break. So before we jump, before I come back to that, your great point earlier, let's hear from Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. Solution? Do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then, when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. 
If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots and Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. Very pleased this week to be visiting with Jim Riley, who is the owner of Riley's Farms. And then you can get that at Riley'sFarms.com. Lots of great events. You can pick your own apples and other fruits. They have uh, uh, historical reenactments. So it's both family fun and educational, great place to go. And um, my proposed, his uh, advertising slogan is, it's 760 acres up in the Ukaipa Hills of America. And I encourage everybody to to go up there. Uh, you were saying earlier, is it the craziness, this quote-unquote craziness going on? It's actually, there are crazies that are pushing it, but the people that are responsible for the strategy behind stuff like putting women in men into women's sports and their locker rooms and uh, convincing children to undergo chemical and surgical castration, mutilation, and sterilization. Uh, that's not crazy. It's evil. They know what they're doing. They are trying to tear down our country and our civilization. And you don't need a majority. Yeah, the majority of people don't support this, although a surprising number do support it. Uh, but a majority does not. But you don't need a majority. Um, on the good guy's side, Samuel Adams said that you don't need a majority. You need an irate, tireless minority to push the idea. The Nazis were never a majority. Yeah, in, I think you know, the, 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 the communists I'm, were never a majority in the Soviet Union or China. They didn't have right. to. I think, I think if I remember correctly, the Bolsheviks accounted for like two or three percent of the Russian population. They were very small, very violent minority. And when you study history, it's, it's, it's an odd thing. I mean, you can have a countryside with three or four million people and they can actually be controlled by, you know, 5,000 soldiers with arms, basically. So that it's, that there are very um, leveraged minorities, um, who, um, are willing to, you know, ideally speak out and, and use reason, but there's also, um, small minorities who use violence, as in the case of Antifa and these, uh, smash and grab, uh, you know, um, robberies, whatever that, that basically can shut down a society just by making it so unpredictable. I mean, how, how I, one of my, my debates early on in the COVID, um, debacle is how do I actually do business in, a country where the government can scare consumers out of consuming. <laughs> you know I mean, I mean, if, if you, if you have to understand as a small businessman, if, if the federal government has decided to go to war against stability itself, how do you, how do you stay in business? And, um, and I think that on different levels, people are making those same decisions is that, you know, um, what what can I really count on to remain the same and predictable over time? And I think the number of fronts where that where that predictability is possible is being reduced. Well, oh, absolutely. And, and coming back to our very first point is people don't know where they are. There, it's just there's so there's so much change going on. There's so you're getting hit culturally and economically from every which side that you you don't have your bearings. You don't you don't. It's you're in like uh, Victor Davis Hanson said, a stranger in a strange land. What? Where am I? What do I do? What the the sense of normalcy and that you have grown up with, you may have experienced in our cases for a number of de- for decades, is is gone. And yeah, I think I think people are people people are adrift and don't know what to do now. There are some there are activists uh, this Thursday night when we were recording. There's a big, be a huge turnout in the city of Orange at their school board, uh, to, to push them to enact a parental notification resolution like they did in Chino and Temecula and Rockland and some other districts around the state. And yeah, there are some people starting to, to starting to fight back, but I'm not sure it's enough. 
Um, and it's likely that the uh, Democrats will, sooner or later and probably sooner, will pass a law that says in Sacramento, the school districts can't do that. Well, I've read a, I believe it may have been uh, Dr. Malone or one of the um, uh, strident voices against the COVID hysteria talking about mass formation. Uh, and the the interesting thing about it, uh, mass formation and creating um, massive fear across the society is it only takes a few voices to keep that from going to its logical, tyrannical end. I mean, if... If enough people are speaking, and I think this happened with COVID, there were enough experts, well-trained, well-credentialed doctors who said this is nonsense. They could not achieve what they wanted to achieve um, uh, with their mass vaccinations and their, their lockdowns because enough solid voices were speaking against it. That didn't happen in Nazi Germany. There was just a, a massive uh, surrender to the uh, prevailing hysteria. And so... They were able to achieve total control. But I think that um, in America, there is enough cultural capital, theological capital, that um, I think that will prevail as long as enough people keep speaking. Um, As a Jewish friend of mine says, from your lips to God's ear. But I'm not... If you look in the longer term, I'm, I am not. Sh- I would not be that optimistic. We can prevail. We, our side, could prevail because truth, reason, justice, history, human nature is on our side. We have the better answers about how to organize society to achieve a free, just, prosperous society. But we're not. They're organized. They know what they want. Well, now I know see, I'm speaking. I'm speaking to someone who tirelessly gets people together, tirelessly gets people uh, into meetings, talking to each other, organizing. Um, uh, but what I would like to suggest is that you know the King David principle really applies. One singular act of courage and inspiration can change a nation almost instantly. I mean, it can wake up um, cultural memories and cultural values and political values that have been laying dormant because of the success of courage. So that I think in some ways we saw this with President Trump is that uh, we had this neutral gray rhetoric that was going on politically in the country. No one talking about the things that, that people were really thinking about. And then someone loudly and rudely brings up those topics and it fills stadiums. So I, I think that, um, we should be on the lookout for for those voices that have the charisma to say, you know, look, um, we the, some things are not up for vote. You cannot take my guns, okay? You cannot forcibly castrate my child. You will not tell me I cannot worship. Uh, and if they ever try this again with the lockdowns, there has got to be such a massive pushback on that that I that, that hopefully we put um, measured fear in those people. Who would control us? Yes, the um, it's wrongly attributed to Jefferson. I forget who actually said it. Is when the uh, people fear the government, you have tyranny. When the government fears the people, you have liberty. Right. And right. all too, and increasingly, it is the former that people fear the government. And you give an example: twenty people, sixteen people in, in Michigan agreed to serve as Donald Trump's electors. Okay, and they met. And they cast their votes in case the vote was overturned and Donald Trump was deemed to have won the state of Michigan. They're now being prosecuted criminally, being financially ruined, facing many years in jail. Totally bogus charges, of course. But they're put to the burden of defending themselves. And people are going to go, hey, well, you know, do I want, do I want, do I want to be facing going to prison? Do I want to have my life savings drained trying to defend myself? And I think a lot of people are going to say no. They're, they're, they're going to be intimidated into sitting down, shutting up, and going along with the regime narrative. You got one minute left in this segment. Well, I think I think we need to remember the original Tea Party uh, calculus. I mean, the, the the genius of that was that it forced the government to overreact 
and that overreaction in turn galvanized the opposition. So that we're in a dance. So that they want us to be violent. They want us to be, um, uh, you know, unmeasured. Um, but there will have to be some pushback against what they're doing. And then when they come down massively, they, they will fill out our ranks, uh, I think, um, in, in, in legions. I hope that you are right. But what we need on our side is a qualitative increase in better leadership, better strategy, citizen involvement, and, as you say, courage and, com- and understanding that we are in a war, albeit non-shooting at this point. We are in a war for the survival of our country, freedom, and republic. That's all the time we have in this segment. Stay tuned for the exciting second half of Unite, i.e. radio. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. Solution? Do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then, when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we see every day, every week, every hour, the need for people to step up and fulfill the obligations of their most important political office, that of the private citizen, if you want to keep little things like a free country. Um, we're visiting this week with Jim Riley of the owner of Riley's Farm, and you can see the great stuff they do up there and their events at Riley'sFarm.com. Encourage everybody to go up there. It is 760 acres of America nestled in the, in the foothills above Yukaipa. Uh, we're talking about the, um, loss of that our freedom and republic are under assault and are, we're losing them. And one of the ways they're doing this is through economic warfare. And uh, Jim is an author, in addition to everything else he does, being a political activist, is that you can find his work on AmericanGreatness.com. And earlier this year, you wrote an article about economic warfare. And uh, you are... Uh, you are you are on you are on the defense and maybe on the offense now, but you were subject to the economic warfare used by the enemy, and uh, you had had dared to, to make fun of uh, Stormy Daniels in an online post in your personal capacity, and someone got to organize and got a, the school district to uh, cancel their planned field trips to Raleigh's Farm, which, as you said, is one of the uh, one of your primary. Revenue sources are those school field trips based and the school that school district did cancel the trips based solely on your First Amendment protected expression had nothing to do with it. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't part of what you showed the kids at the, when they came to the came to the farm. No, it just you were on your private capacity on social media expressing your opinion. And, yeah, um, they, they they want anyone with unapproved opinions, um, uh, marginalized, unable to make a living, certainly unable to be a vendor to a government agency like a school district. And the the, the thing that I, I I most have to school conservatives, people on our side, that there's two critical differences. If if you want to, as a private individual or as a, a private organization, you want to boycott Bud Light. That's certainly you're right, and I think that more of that should be done. But you cannot do it as a government agency because then you're giving bureaucrats the power to say which ideas are rewarded and which ideas are penalized. And almost any lawyer with any any degree of First Amendment uh, um, schooling will tell you that agencies cannot engage 
in in boycotting of uh, businesses based on the owner's individual political expression. It's just not done, and it, it can be very expensive for them. Now, in our case, we did not succeed in um, penetrating the qualified immunity barriers, but what we have done, I think, is that uh, if we get injunctions against these school districts and win our case, force them to pay our legal fees, these districts will be operating under um, injunctions from a federal judge. Do not indulge every um, cancel culture campaign that comes along against either your employees or your vendors, uh, because the courts, with jurists, liberalists, Sotomayor are basically saying, no, we don't want the government deciding who can speak and who can't, who gets penalized and who's not. So um, if you want to join our fight or read more about it, you can go to rileysfarm.com slash fight. We have a blacklisted blog. And um, I, I, in my case, um, in about around 2015, when I saw white college students encouraged to take Sharpies and mark uh, – signs of their shame at being white or having white privilege. I thought this is this race uh, division, this racial division that's being cultivated is really dangerous. It's going to make um, um, for violence. And, and, and I've since proven true on that. I, I made fun of Louis Farrakhan and for making fun of Louis Farrakhan, who is a vile racist and a bigot, anti-Semite, for making fun of him, I was called a racist and unfairly characterized as a hateful, um, outside the Overton window uh, individual who didn't deserve the public's business. I made fun of Stormy Daniels. I made fun of David Hogg. And this is a private citizen. I think ridicule is an important way of letting people know which ideas are not worth um, contemplating. And for that, many um, school districts penalize this. But most of them, and I am happy to say this, is that most of the school districts, they were rooting for us. They, they, they value an organization that teaches history to kids and instills patriotism, and they supported us, you know, but I was advised by several First Amendment attorneys that, that we had a case, and so we pursued it, and we've been at it, at it five years. I'll probably be paying lawyers for the rest of my life. I've uh, put, you know, easily more than 400,000 of my own money into this. But if you think that, you know, you want to protect your relatives who work for public agencies, your own businesses from cancel culture, join the fight. We've had people give us $10,000, $1,000, $5. And my feeling is, is that if they know there are enough Jim Riley's out there, they know there are enough First Amendment advocacy legal groups that will crucify them. I mean, I mean, go to war against them if they do this, then some of this stuff will stop. Yeah, they, as, as of this point, they cannot yet in America come arrest you for criticizing the government or Stormy Daniels or Louis Farrakhan. Yet. But we, you know, their slippery slope is, uh, is, is slippery and it's steep. Uh, yeah, and, and, and the difference between, say, the, the classic totalitarianism and what we face today is, you know, they can shut down your banking. They can shut down your right to advertise. They can shut down your right to get a public service job. I mean, they, they can, they can blithely say, we're not penalizing you. But the, if, they, if they take away your ability to make a living, they're starving you. I mean, it's just, it's a very polite form of tyranny, but it's tyranny nonetheless. It is. And then they've created this, um, way, work around to the Constitution. And the idea is to intimidate you. Um, so even if you win your case and not with any hope that you do, even if you win your case, the message has been sent. You know, if you, if, if you're a business owner and you don't, and you're not ready to spend $400,000 of your own money to defend yourself, you know, the best thing to do is just, well, keep quiet. Sit down, shut up, and go along. And that's the lesson they hope to teach because probably 99.9% of business owners are going to sit down, shut up, and go and go along with things. And the rare exception, such as yourself, is the one that will uh, stand up and fight. And we have to be, we have to be grateful for that and certainly support uh, you in that effort. 
But she, well, and, and, and Greg, you know, I mean, uh, I keep thinking uh, I'm not I'm not any, I'm not even, uh, you know, uh, quantum leaps away from an Elon Musk or whatever. But what I what I contemplate in the revolutionary era, these were wealthy tidewater planners, wealthy merchants uh, who were willing to risk their fortune to to do the right thing. And I, I, I just I beg of you prosperous merchants out there, you prosperous conservatives. Get vocal. Start engaging in litigation. Start remembering the, you know, the, the, what we're told in the New Testament. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and he loses his soul? Do we really want to turn over to our children uh, a country with no First Amendment, no Second Amendment, no Fourth Amendment? Um, and and my sense is that we have to start valuing liberty a lot more than we value the buck. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, it's easy to, you know, Elon Musk said the same, said the same thing. But of course, when you have $500 billion, you know, a billion here, a billion there isn't such a big deal. If, and, but when your ability to pay your home payment, your car payment and put food on the table is on the line, uh, people will, uh, a lot of people are working, you know, well, I got a family to support and I got, I got, I got responsibilities there. Um, but you're, you're absolutely right. The, in the Declaration of Independence, it concludes, we, we mutually pledge our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And it was more, and for them, it was more than just their, their fortunes, their property, uh, their lives. If they, if they had, the revolution had failed and they would have been caught, they would have been hung as traitors to the crown. Indeed. It was, um, we're going to do a program next year called Invasion. And it, and it centers on the year 1777. Yeah, the spirit of 76, everyone's signing on to the declaration, but the, the trials of 77 was really when they, I think they proved the revolution that Burgoyne is marching down through the Hudson Valley with thousands of mercenaries, thousands of Native American soldiers, braves, and, uh, and they're, they're terrorizing the countryside, threatening to take all the cattle and livestock, burn the homes of, Anyone who, uh, will not turn over their arms to the king. And, um, so I, th- I think that, um, we, we, we need to remember the kinds of, um, sacrifices they made, but also the dilemmas they had. I mean, there, it was, there, these were life and death, uh, freedom versus slavery dilemmas. And, um, I sometimes I don't think we get in touch with those until we're picked off one by one. Yep, and I, uh, you mentioned earlier that you're a writer, and one of the articles that you uh, that you wrote at on American Greatness is about the Battle of Saratoga in uh, in 1777, in which uh, the the Patriots, the Americans, defeated the invading army of, uh, of British soldiers and uh, and their Indian allies, and that's uh, was a was one of the key battles of the of the, of the Revolutionary War. They kept well, and, and I thought it was a great book. If you want to read uh, Richard Ketchum's book on Saratoga, it's, I'm just basically summarizing it, but it was beautifully written, entertaining. But but what was start, startling about it is uh, we had uh, Andrew, I think it was Andrew Wayne, uh, one of the American generals. He was encamped at um, at uh, Fort, Ticonderoga, Fort Ticonderoga, and now we think of that as a pristine military park. Um but at the time it was a shambles. It was the, the walls were coming down and he actually, um, he actually had men who made tent stakes out of the bones of, of men who died in the French and Indian war. The place was scattered with skulls of, of former soldiers. He said it was the most depressing thing to have to encamp and try to defend Americans amid the bones of, of, you know, the open bones of, uh, they were using the skulls of, um, uh, skeletons to put their porridge in, basically. And it was, um, it, it, we, we think of the glory and the fife and drum and the, 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 uh, the pageantry of the Revolutionary War, but it was a really, uh, sorry, um, courageous band of men who, uh, were willing to give their lives for us. Your, your article begins about the Battle of Saratoga. History tells us there were really great men and women who sacrificed everything for the cause, who demonstrated real bravery. But the intersectional malaise keeps us from imparting those stories. How many college graduates today that have graduated in the last 10 years 
even know that there was a battle of Saratoga, never mind any of the details of it, even know that there was a battle of Saratoga. And I'll, I would, I'd bet the under 5%. Well, I, and this is, this is really pernicious too, is that, um, I was someone, a teacher, um, sent me a, a memo as a planning guide for arts programs in public schools. And it had three and a half pages dedicated. Uh, when you're setting up an art program, you have to incorporate uh, rigorous instruction in white privilege, white fragility, and white supremacy. And I, 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 the absurdity, I mean, I haven't been in conservative circles for 30 or 40 years. I have yet to meet anyone who even remotely identified themselves as a white supremacist. It does not exist. You have to be a moron. Uh, to, to, to believe that there's anything even remotely like white supremacy in America today, other than maybe someone who's been in the can for 20 years and uh, joined a, a racist group to, to protect himself in prison. There is no white supremacy among lawyers, among bankers, among marketing men. It does not exist. And you have to be a fool. I mean, I, I can't, I can't, I can't express it any more strongly. You have to be an idiot to believe that white supremacy has any power in America. Um, you're totally right about the existence of white supremacy or, or its non-existence, but I'm not sure about, a few, about being a fool. As Democrat part, uh, thought leader Vladimir Lenin said, a lie repeated often enough becomes the truth. And when that lie is repeated often enough, and in particular our side does not push back on enemy narratives, they become the truth. We're getting past time. Let's again hear from Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. Solution? Do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then, when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots, Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. Very pleased this week to be visiting with Jim Riley, who is a great patriot and activist, as well as a owner of Riley's Farms in the uh, hills above Yukaipa. And you can find about find out about the great events they have up there from picking your own fruit to historical reenactments to uh, dinner shows at Riley'sFarm.com. Um, do I do one as much as much as I can in this perch that I have here is trying to alert people to some of the really evil bills that are now pending in the state legislature. And uh, first and foremost, on my on my list of things is AB six six five, and under this bill, uh, twelve and older can consent to mental health treatment, including in a residential care facility. If this passes, and there's no exaggeration, you could send your children to school in the morning, and they will never come home again. You won't know where they are. And uh, there's, there's no due process, no proof that you've done anything wrong as a parent. They just convince the uh, they get your 12 year old. Wouldn't you be much happier with children like yourself? Your parents really don't understand you. No, they don't. And, and if you go to the if you go to this home with children like you, there's no bedtime. You don't have to do your homework. You can eat whatever you want. You can watch whatever you want. Wouldn't you like that? And what 12 year old is going to say? Oh yeah, that sounds good to me. And 
their child does not come home again. AB 957, which uh, gives preference to the uh, in custody disputes to the parent that wants to chemically and surgically castrate, mutilate, and sterilize the children. AB 1078, uh, which usurps the authority of local school boards. And uh, SB 596, which uh, threatens, tries to intimidate parents by threatening to jail them if they speak out too vociferously in critis- at school board meetings or in criticizing uh, government officials. Um, sometimes you can stop these bills, but the legislatures need to hear from enough of us. And the best place to do that is at realimpact.us, realimpact.us. And you can put in your address. They'll give you the names and addresses and contact information of your legislators. And you can even email them directly from the website. And it's coming down to it, just this Thursday, AB 665 passed the state Senate. It has to go back to the state assembly. Um, and you know, if it passes, if you love your children, you got two choices. Private homeschool or move or leave California. And as we always say, the most important political office is that of the private citizen. Before we go on to another topic, anything you want to add, Jim, to these evil bills that are now pending? Oh, just that I'm I'm stunned that they're, I mean, even being considered, much less passed. I mean, I, I think that uh, uh, the Freedom Angels who um, met here a few weeks ago, they're basically, I think, on the floor of the... Um, uh, Sacramento Capitol almost five days a week now lobbying, trying to find the moderate Democrats who may support them, but there's apparently not too many of them. And, you know, we don't have much leadership from Republicans either. So uh, my, my sense is if you're in California and you just don't have a way out, like we, you know, we, we could never sell the farm. It's just not sellable. So we're, we're here. We're Fort Riley and we're going to stay here and we're going to fight. But I think that everybody has to get into a church, if you're a Christian, uh, that is a crusading political church, a dominion-oriented church. If uh, if you're not with um, fellow believers who are willing to stand with you and lock arms, uh, you're all that easier to, to pick off. So I, I really do believe our problems in America are theological. We just haven't had enough pastors uh, bring the word of God to the problems we're facing. We would never have these kinds of bills being proposed if there were real men of God in the pulpits of Southern California. Well, you are, you are absolutely right. Uh, Andrew Breitbart observed that <clears throat> culture is upstream of politics, and uh, he didn't observe, but uh, equally true, that religion and family, or lack thereof, are upstream of culture. And a lot of the, 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 the pastors are failing. Some are even on the other side. Some of them, some of them are pro- actually promote this stuff. They, they, they think they know better on moral issues than God. And they're willing to run contrary to the direct, clear, explicit word of God in the Bible so by marrying same sex people, by saying that not just that we're all sinners and we want everybody to come to church and learn and grow and become more like Jesus and sin less. Okay. No, but they say it's just fine to engage in homosexual conduct or other sinful behavior in direct contravention of God's word. But there's a larger majority who we just don't do politics. We'll get together. I'll read you some scripture. We'll sing some songs. You go home. but But you won't touch the issues of the day. We had a pastor who came and visited our church, the Ark Church in, in Redlands, named Jim Garlow. And uh, he made a great explanation or point. He says that when God finished the Bible, he did not say, mm, ah, shucks, I forgot to talk about the government thing. <laughs> of course not. The Bible addresses every aspect of human life, including politics and government. Yeah, and if I, if I could add, too, Greg, that um, if anyone tells you that Jesus is only the Lord of your salvation and nothing else, they are talking about a false Jesus. Jesus, in Matthew 28, was given all authority in heaven and on earth. And he commissioned the disciples to go preach, not just souls, but to nations, to convert kings, to convert magistrates. And the Romans 13 magistrate is an obligation 
to reward the good and be a scourge to the evil. If you don't have a pastor who understands those basic New Testament realities about the dominion of Christ, you're not in a Christian church. If, 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 if your pastor isn't angry about abortion, about child castration, you do, you are not in a Christian church. Absolutely. Um, and our church here at the Ark Church, they have, they have, they have a homeschooling co-op. I mean, there's another whole combination of in-person school and, um, homeschooling called the, uh, Citrus Valley Christian Academy that is starting classes in operation at the Ark Church in Redlands. And, uh, you can reach them at, uh, 909-262-1077, 1077 because for so many reasons, Including AB six six five, which looks like it's on the way to uh, to passing in the state senate. Every Democrat but one voted for it. One didn't. One there was no vote recorded. The paltry eight Republicans, at least to their credit, voted no on it. But it's 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 on its way to passing. It is um, unless you want your children to be subjected to uh, be you know, being taken from you. Well, while they're at school, uh, you need to get your children into a homeschool program. And there's just one example of many of how you can do it. Um, final thoughts, Jim. Oh, just, uh, you know, keep up the fight, folks. Keep the faith, keep the fight, keep praying and keep fighting and keep speaking. And don't be embarrassed. You're going to lose friends, but you're going to gain a lot better friends as a result of that. Absolutely. Um and as always, tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite IE Radio. I will be away for the next two weeks. Like members of Congress, I am not going on vacation and having fun. Absolutely not. We are going on a nautically-based fact-finding mission to uh, the Mediterranean. And I'll be, before, I'll be reporting back in three weeks about all the wonderful facts that, we, that, we, that I found on our fact-finding mission. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.